welcome to the brownstone with jara monique i'm your host jara and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives all while sharing some laughs some gags and some advice on today's episode we're talking about Don Carvajal Cafe, and joining me today is the founder, Hector Castillo Carvajal. Hey, Hector. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm very happy and I'm just blessed to be alive. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, I think I can since you just told me you're on a live, but Hector like just got off with Telemundo. So <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. speaking to like... A legit like international celeb right now guys so <laughs> yeah we we try around here um you know you know we don't try we actually do um I, I think it's one of those things where if you work hard and you're persistent and you're very genuine about what you do some people like telemundo and or any major channel that you might not think you could get on would be like wow that's a very genuine and organic story you know we would love to feature it you know so sometimes stuff like this happens and I, I stay here confused like wow it happened but obviously i worked hard you know what i mean and i, I look back at it and i'm like okay wow like i earned it you know um it's not luck it's hard work and dedication so yeah oh okay we got a little bit of a word coming right out the gate <laughs> hector has <laughs> He's given us hard work, dedication, and I mean, owning your success, right? Like you're allowed to cheer for yourself when you've done and accomplished something amazing, which you have, like, that's incredible. And congratulations to you and your company. And we're going to actually get into like where your company is, although people can probably tell from the name, but um, to kind of just segue off of what you said, we're going to start with the first segment of the show, which is called What's the Meaning? And this is where we take a word that's related to today's topic or one floating around in the zeitgeist, and we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. And I think it's actually kind of funny that you just naturally brought up like it not being luck and it being hard work and dedication, because the word that I wanted to talk to you about today was self-made. And I want to get your perspective on like, what do you think it means to be self-made? Like, do you think that's a thing? Like, is it possible? I absolutely do think it's a thing. Um, it's very interesting because I remember a few months back, maybe almost a year ago, there was this controversy around Kylie Jenner because it was an article that dropped and they said that Kylie Jenner was self-made and she got Kylie Cosmetics and whatnot. And she was like, you know, proclaimed to be at a billion dollars, right? And then people were like, but how is she self-made if she had a platform this whole time? You know what I mean? She was on TV since she was a teenager. So, I mean, she was you know, she was already getting royalties. You know, her family name is very famous, which means anything she really puts out is going to be consumed because they were already doing that. You know, so it's, it's that sense of like being self-made to me is starting from zero with nothing and making up what it is. You know, like I was doing the Telemundo interview. And I, I, I'm, I'm very honest about my, my, my story. And I was like, listen, listen, I started with 500 bucks and I didn't have 500 bucks. That was my credit card. I maxed it out and I bought coffee and I bought bags and I hope for the best. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm pretty confident this is going to work out and uh, we're going to be fine. And, uh, and, and it's just been, you know, a battle ever since. So it's one of those things where. So being self-made, you start with nothing and or, or or with very little and you make it work one way or another, you know, but typically people who just do it on their own with very little help are self-made. And um, we live in a very interesting world where sometimes it's difficult, you know, to to tap into an industry. Like for me, when I started, you know, the coffee industry is very gatekept and it's, it's not it's not the most public information out there on, on how to get started or not. You know what I mean? But it's it's an industry that needs a lot of high investments. You know, like like some people will say, like for you to start a, a roasting room and 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 open it to the to the wavelength that you'll grow into it, you need to spend half a million dollars coming out the gate. And like who what kid from the Bronx <laughs> that grew up in Fordham has half a million dollars? Not I. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where, you know, being self-made is 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 really a thing. And I think people throw the word around very loosely, you know, um, but but I think it's a word that holds a lot of a lot of high value in my eyes for somebody to be called self. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like where I struggle with the term self-made is like, like you said, like the whole issue with cart, what the hell's her name? Kylie. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Cause see, I don't, I try not to pay any attention to the Kardashians. Um, as just a general rule, but like, that was like, my issue was like, you started with more than just a foot up, right? Like you come from a family that is wealthy, like that is rich. And like that obviously helped her attain her platform. But I also just struggle with like self-made because I'm like, does anyone essentially do it on their own? Like we all need support, even if it's in the smallest ways, like And also like the measure of success is so different. Like I, on the outside looking in, would look at you and go, what you have is a success. It's successful. But you might be like, well, I'm not where I want to be. So it's not successful yet. So it's like the measure of success is so different for each of us. So it's like, who gets to say that they've quote unquote made it? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, like. Crazy. It's crazy you say that because um, <clears throat> I'll post something on Instagram. The other day. I always post it. I don't know. I like to like when I'm feeling low energy, I like to just get out there. And I, I just like to just motivate myself. And as I motivate myself, like I will literally record myself like, get up, go do it. Like you got this. You started at nothing and now you're at something, but it's not where you want to be. But you're you're better than where you were. And like I, like sometimes I post this, sometimes I won't. The other day I posted a video. And it was me, like, driving back from New Jersey. And it was like, disclaimer, I am not successful. But the keys to success are to be dedicated, to be ambitious, to never give up. And that's what I think the keys to success is. So people look at me like, oh, this kid is on Telemundo and NBC New York. Oh, that kid is successful. But to me, that that's a small measure of success on the way to what I deem to be successful. Like, I'm glad you said that because I don't, I don't, I, yes, I'm successful, but I, I I don't think so. Like I have a long way to go. When am I going to be successful? When I have my own roasting room and I have a few cafes, you know, people could just come to the coffee shop and sit when life is normal. And no matter what supermarket you go to, you see my bags. You know, if I fly into California and I introduce myself to a coffee shop and they're like, Oh, don't cover whole cafe. We heard about you guys. That's success to me. You know what I mean? And and even then I still don't know what success is because I like going with the flow. That's another thing. It's just, I like, I like being organic and just going with the flow. Um, but I like that you mentioned that because everybody's measure of success is different. And um, some people deem me to be very successful and I, I get it. I respect it. You know what I mean? But in my personal opinion, I have such a long way to go and I see so much for myself. You know, I, I think I, I've definitely succeeded a lot from where I started. And I just think this is just a part of the beginning and I have so so much more to go. Um, but, uh, but I do acknowledge that, you know, getting the attention of channels like Telemundo, NBC, New York one and whatnot, um, is an accomplishment within itself. You know, um, me getting my company to have employees is accomplishment within itself. You know what I mean? Um, cause it's, it's like, it's like smaller goals, you know, the way I structure myself, um, I would say is that, you know, I, I, I break down big things into smaller tasks. I benchmark it. It's like college. They don't teach you everything in one semester and expect you to take a four-year test. Like, it doesn't work like that. They break it down into semesters. And then the semesters, they break it down into classes. And then the classes break it down into weeks and assignments. And that's kind of how I treat my work, you know? I do a big task and I break it down into biteable, smaller, biteable things. And then, you know, we move forward with that. So, yeah, I, I, I see success every single day in my job mm-hmm. because that's how sometimes people make this huge task and it's hard to complete because it's it's hard to digest but when you break it down into smaller things and like oh i'm gonna do this part of the task this weekend next week i'm gonna do that other part and then in six months i will have this product ready rather than in one month i'm gonna do six month work um Damn. but you've been seeing of success leading up to that and then you have the final product um so that's really that's really good advice actually thank you for sharing that because as you were saying that i was like damn i should i should write that down because i (laughs) am the person that does that like i will take the leap i will take the jump i'll take that huge ass bite and then realize like oh shit maybe this is too much to chew like (laughs) maybe i should have work my way up to this, you know? Um, 
Right. Because sometimes it's like you feel like if you don't do it now, like if you don't jump now, like you're going to miss the opportunity. But right. kind of like, you know, like these opportunities coming to you, like what is meant for you will come to you. You just kind of have to do the work and be prepared for when it does come. And I love that you just said, put it into smaller pieces, break it down. So make it like more, feel more manageable or feel like you can actually do these smaller things. And I mean, from what you've said, it feels like you, you have an incredible amount of drive, but it, it sounds like it's just like this natural part of you. Like you are a driven person, just the way you speak. I'm like, damn, (laughs) that is so much drive. And I feel like that's like maybe part of being self-made is like, you have to be able to motivate yourself. You know, I'm very happy you say that again. You're just bringing up so many good points. And I, people ask me, how do I, you get up at four in the morning and, and read a book and go to the gym and then get to work by nine. How do you do that? I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how to do that for yourself. Like you just got to figure that out. People tell me, how do you, how do you stay motivated? How do you push forward? Everybody's definition of that is different. Like, like my dream is to own supermarkets one day and be able to provide, you know, food for the community and, and, and eliminate food deserts and certain areas of the Bronx and have cafes and, you know, just provide jobs for people. That's not your dream. Like, what would, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's not your dream. I'm a kid from the Dominican Republic. I want to do something back home. Maybe you're from some other part of the world. Like, your my dreams are not your dreams. And you can't use my blueprint for your success because your success is a different pathway. You know what I mean? You can't you can't take the D train to get to California. It just doesn't work like that. For my people in New York, like, you got to take a different method of transportation there. We all have different methods of transportation. We just got to figure out the GPS. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, I've always been a very driven person. And I think given that I was born in the Dominican Republic, and, you know, I saw what that was like and the disparities and, um, you know, the poverty levels are very different than here. Like being broke and poor and living below the poverty line in the Dominican Republic is a totally different ballgame than living below poverty line in the United States. Because here you might get food stamps. You might be able to live in under housing for NYCHA and stuff like that. Um, or Section A, and, and you get a Metro card as a student to go to school, and at school you get breakfast and lunch. And in DR, like sometimes all of that stuff is not really guaranteed, right? So, so for me, it's a combination of many struggles and and things. And I've always wanted to elevate myself, you know, to something different, to something bigger, something better. And um, yeah, I've, I just I, I don't know what it is. I just think I'm just chemically programmed like this in my brain. No, <laughs> and, like. Uh, Sometimes I just can't explain it. You know what I mean? It's, I'm just like this some way, somehow. But but I appreciate that this is one of my good qualities. No, it's a great quality. And like, don't even question it. I feel like it, it could be a little astrological, but we won't get into that. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I look at your birth chart right now, I'd be like, oh, he's definitely got some fire placements in him. Um, <laughs> but I think that's amazing that you're saying like everyone's story is different and like, you're self-motivated just largely due to your life experiences and the things that you've seen and witnessed. And I mean, I love that you're talking about like your grind and your hustle. Cause as soon as you said getting up at four in the morning to read, I was like, uh, where? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I, that's the thing. It's, it's a very interesting time, but like in the year of 2020, I, I was hustling. I was working. I was sleeping bad. I was eating bad. And, and honestly, came January 2021. Matter of fact, December 24th, 2020, I sat here. My family was away back home in the Dominican Republic. I was here alone for like two weeks, three weeks. And I was like, you know what? These, the rest of December and January, I'm going to relax. I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to try to eat cleaner and I'm going to try to work out because I've gained quarantine weight, right? (laughs) I'm eating bad. I'm sleeping bad and I need to take care of my health. Because what's the point of having wealth if you ain't got no health? Doesn't make sense. You can't enjoy the wealth if you ain't got no health. Wealth is is health, right? So at that point, I'm like, okay, let, let, let me figure that out. And um, it's one of those things where I was like, man, I never have time for the gym. I just don't have time for the gym. I just don't have time to wake up in the morning and just cook breakfast. I just got to go when I'm done getting ready. And I was like, you know what? Okay, let me go to sleep earlier 
and let me wake up earlier. And if I wake up three hours earlier, then I have three hours to work with to do something in the morning. So I, I don't have time to read books. Okay. I don't have time to go to the gym. Okay. I don't have time to get up in the morning and actually make breakfast for myself. So let me just get up earlier. Oh my God. Holy shit. Wow. 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 So I started getting up earlier and I came to find out that most CEOs, most of the successful people in the world get up earlier. By the time people wake up, they already had a full blown morning. They read the paper. They ate breakfast, they went for a jog, they showered, and they're at the office. By the time they get to the office, people are just waking up. And to me, that was like, wow, you know, um, that's what drives, you know, just so many different pieces and so many things that I want to accomplish. I think we get one life and we just got to spin the record right. You know, we got to play the record right. And you got to sacrifice whatever you got to sacrifice. You know, I I think we should all try to get six to eight hours of sleep Um, because I've been under that before, but, but that's the idea. Yes. Okay. Sleep waking up at four is nice. Okay. Okay. Not for everybody though. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, like, hold on a second, but I'm glad that you prefaced it. Like, I w- decided to start going to bed earlier so that I could wake up earlier. Because my next question for you is like, are you a part of Team No Sleep? Like, mm. like, do you mm. feel like that's necessary? This whole mm-hmm. like, especially on social media, we we just have this mm-hmm. culture right now of like grind twenty four seven. Like, and I'm sorry, but like, I I have to sleep. Like, I am not my best self when I am tired. I do not do my right. best work. I am not my most creative when I am tired. Like, I need to. I need rest. Like, <laughs> I agree that that's that's a very good thing. Um, I'm glad you bring that up. Um. You know, as you as you get older, you just learn things like like you just like I look at my mom and sometimes I don't even question what she says anymore because she, she just lived so much on this earth that she just knows what she's talking about. She just knows what she's talking about. And for me, I've realized this. I'm 24 years old now. I, in April, I'll have I'll be in business for two years as an incorporated LLC. Right. And wow. and in those two years right, that I'm about to hit plus college life and all of these things, I've learned this. If you just leave the office earlier, if you just close your laptop earlier, go to bed, get a good, nice rest, eat some nice breakfast in the morning, have a little coffee, wake up earlier and you're fully energized. Your brain is well rested. Your body's well rested. And you just wake up. You'll actually be more productive in less time because your brain is working at full capacity. You're well rested. You're well fed. And you're fresh on the wake up. You're you're fresh. It's not. Imagine. The productivity that you get at 10 p.m. versus 6 a.m. is two different things. At 10 p.m., you already had a full day. You probably went to the gym. You got stuck in traffic or you were in the train. Somebody was yelling, so you got tight. (laughs) You know, something crazy. But if you wake up at 6, you're waking up at a peaceful time. To me, I've always lived in New York City since I was eight years old. And to me, life was always crazy. Bam, 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 cars, sirens, and ambulances and trucks and cops and always something going on that was my life growing up so for me i would work at night late nights early mornings because the city was calm the jungle all the lions went to bed you know the jungle is calm and for me late nights early mornings is my thing now my new thing is i i just don't do late nights anymore like Late nights are necessary when you have projects that have a deadline that need to be met. But if there's no need to rush it and, and that, then no. But for me, I just wake up early, do something in the morning. You know, I just try to just read the paper, read the news, be on top of the world. Like what's happening in the world right now? Like I'm in a, my industry is international. Like beans of coffee get shipped here and there's taxes and tariffs and importations. And like if governments in a certain country raise the taxes, I get affected by that. So I got to stay on top of that. You know, I got to, when there's a new government going into Colombia or Colombia, because I don't like using it with you, when you go to Colombia, right? Or Brazil or Dominican Republic, you really got to, when there's like elections, you really got to be on top of that stuff because they're going to impose new tax regulations that just might affect your business. It's like if you're a business that imports stuff from China, you probably want to stay on top of what's happening in China because it might affect you hear. So, um, yeah, in the morning, you know, I like to read, um, understand what's happening in the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, just take a calm. I don't like rushing. So for me, when I start my mornings, 
early. You know, first thing I do is make my bed. If you make if you make your bed in the morning, you already started winning. He's like pointing, you just guys. Won. He's pointing. So this is this is real. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. I, I forgot who taught me this, but if you wake up in the morning and you make your bed, you already won and you're already a winner. And you're just ready to take over the world after that. Boom. Boom. All right. Gem drop. All right. Here we, go. here we go, guys. Okay. So <laughs> we're just going to say, I'm going to say it. Team No Sleep is canceled. That idea is canceled. And we are now pushing hashtag early nights, early mornings. So that <laughs> if you get a, well, a good well, restful well, night's well, sleep. In order to be successful and self-made you gotta do self-care we'll make that a <laughs> oh i'm all about self-care i love that can you say that again i said in order to be successful at self-made in order to be successful at being self-made you gotta do self-care we'll, we'll, we'll do that much. we'll do that much okay and you know what that is a beautiful perfect place to end it because i don't think i can add anything to that so <laughs> we're gonna head to our first break and we'll be right back <laughs> All right, and welcome back to the show. We are now headed to our main topic discussion known as the stoop. And this is where we put our satin bonnets on and our do-rags and get real comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And as I mentioned, today we're talking about Dan Carvajal Cafe. And we've already kind of gone into it a little bit, but now we're going to do like, I guess, like a more in-depth discussion where like, I want to hear more about your story. But I want to ask like, why coffee? If that's not too weird a question, like, how did you come to like passionate about coffee? Like when I think of like younger people, especially wanting to like do like a, like a a startup of like some sort of, I don't know, like food or beverage based thing. I always think like, oh, everyone's going to do like craft beer. I've like Mm -hmm. never heard of a young person being like, I want to make coffee. (laughs) Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I hear that. I hear that. That that's a very good question. Um, and uh, yeah, people ask me all the time, like, coffee's so random, dude, so random. <laughs> Get it from the hood, selling coffee doesn't make sense. So for me, I've always just been passionate about one entrepreneurship, two agriculture, and three, I just love selling things. Like I'm a I'm a or I'm a natural sales guy. Like I just love to sell stuff. Like I just don't know what it is, but like when you sell something and you get that small rush of dopamine in your brain like wow success like i just i just i just presented that to that person and they felt that it was so compelling that they just took out their wallet and just threw the money at me like that's insane like that that's insane to me and it's always been a thing and it's not about the money it's more about let me tell you the story and walk you through it and see if i can see the values that i want you to see in it because that's what that's what business is. Businesses have value propositions that they, they propose to you. And then if you think those propositions align with the monetary value, the price that they're telling you it is, then you pay for it. But there's people that think that it, it, the values do not align with the price and they just don't pay for it. Um, so, so, I've, you know, I've, I've done anything. I've done so many things. I, I've, I've sold candy on the train before. Uh, I've sold, I've sold t-shirts, hats, like I, like I've done it all, you know what I mean? Like that, that classic kid from the hood, you know, you take the streets into the corporate boardroom and then that's the game changer. You know what I'm saying? And you take that hunger and drive. So I've always been passionate. I've always been into business. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I got to witness that growing up for my brother. And I've always done internships at corporate offices. So then I, I, I was always big of, I'm from the Bronx. You know, there's no doctors where I live. There's no millionaires and billionaires where I live. So what do I do? Let me find a way to be where those people are. Because that's what I don't want to be a doctor, but I want to be wealthy. I want to be able to make change for my community. And I was like, okay, cool. I went to college in Manhattan, community college. I did internships in Manhattan and corporate offices and got to understand what that environment was like. And I came to realize I hate desk jobs. I really hate desk jobs. Like, I just, I really hate sitting there nine to five, emailing all day, calling all day. Not my thing. Ditto. But with entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. I do my own thing. Like, I'll deliver one day. I'll sit at the office another day. I'll go do sales another day. We'll go roast. You know, I'm training somebody another day. It, it's so, it's always a changing environment. 
and to me that that helps me you know what i mean like it always helps me um to keep it fresh keep it new that that's what i would say so um I've, i to to answer the question in full i've always had drive i've always had ambitions i always wanted to be successful i always knew that the environment that i was raised in wasn't going to depict where i was going mm-hmm. and the measure of success and i felt that no matter what i did whether it was coffee or not i was going to be successful at it because you you make you make the business don't let the miss the business make you Okay. That's just that's just the bottom line. But coffee, I was curious about it because I had this one really good cup of coffee one day at, the, <laughs> at an office. <laughs> I like it. Like literally, it started with this one cup of coffee. It was like somebody brewed it. They offered me some. I drank some, and it was just I've all, I've always drank coffee black, no cream, no sugar, black, Ooh. just like me. Oh. Okay. Ah. Uh, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> And it was one of those things where I was like, son, hold up. This is a good cup of coffee. Like, what is this thing? And it was like, oh, this is specialty coffee from Colombia. And da, 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 da. It's it's single origin. It's freshly roasted. It was freshly ground. And I'm like, homie, wow, this is you taking this in depth, you know? So that was that. Opened my curiosity. It was interesting to me because it reminded me of agriculture back home and my grandfather's life, you know, through agriculture. And I just got curious. I just started researching it, understanding understanding the industry. Then I found out, you know, the industry is a $300 billion industry a year. And the key key players are this, this and that. And I'm like, wow, this is uh, crazy. $300 billion. There's got to be space for me. (laughs) I'm like. If there's people making three hundred billion dollars in revenue a year, I got I could be in there. Like I that that would be dope. You know, this is my entrepreneurial brain cooking. Like wow, like I love this. It connects me back to home some way somehow. And I just got curious, and I just researched it. You know, tried to understand it. And at some point, you know, became a class project in college. And uh, when the semester ended, it was the best grade in the whole course. Professor really appreciated the work we did, the way we came up with the brand. The marketing, the strategy, the name, the story, even the product, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, and then it just brewed out of my classroom. Haha, brewed. Ah, okay, I see what you, I <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was it brewed out of a classroom project. And uh, I launched the company officially in 2019. And uh, we've been rocking ever since. Your, na- oh. your local neighborhood. Caffeine dealer, yep, yep. Caffeine dealer, <laughs> no, you are. Oh my god, you're from the Bronx for real. He said caffeine dealer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, what uh, can I say? yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like I had this really bomb ass cup of coffee that just changed my life and blew and- my mind and just ignited my curiosity. I fucking love that. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's like super like cliche, like, of course, like you had this cup that was like, that made you see Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh my God, wow. But it was one of those things, like sometimes it's the, the biggest things, you know, form in the smallest ways, you know, like life is really that simple sometimes. Um, yeah. It's uh, like serendipitous yeah. that way. And like, and I, I didn't ask the co- like the question of like coffee, like why coffee as in like as if so- coffee isn't something incredible and amazing and a part of so many of our lives, but because it is that thing, right? Like I think about myself, like I love coffee too. And it feels like almost like a ritual for me. Like when I have it, like I try to limit myself to like one a day, but like that mm-hmm. doesn't happen a lot of the time. But I remember like, and also like side note, I have tried, Dan Carvajal Cafe, and it is delicious, mm-hmm. and everyone needs to um, get some, and we will put those links in the show notes, but, um, like, mm-hmm. coffee for me has also been, like, like this ritual, but also, like, this familial thing. Like, I started drinking coffee as a kid, which you're probably not supposed to do, but, like, it was, like, my dad pouring me a little bit of his coffee, you know, from his cup, and it became this thing that, like, oh, my dad likes coffee, and now I like coffee, and, and we like it the same way, and then, like, everywhere I've gone, like, even as, like, a grown-ass adult, like everywhere that I've traveled, like it's always that thing where like, if I get to a space and I'm like, Oh, is there a coffee here? Like, is there a coffee machine? Like, can I have coffee? Like, then I know that I'm kind of at home no matter where I am. And like, I've even seen like in the homes that I've been in, cause I've been fortunate enough to like 
you know, go to Buenos Aires for a couple of months and go to Madrid for a couple of months, you know, and like live in these spaces. And like, it was always like something around coffee. There was always coffee. It was always available. (laughs) And it was just something so like homey about it. It was just like, yes. And I was always like, it was always good. Like whenever I had coffee, like you said, like from Colombia or wherever, like that wasn't like, you know, Americans, Duncan and like Folgers. I was always like, yo, this shit is so good. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and and it's one of those things where like sometimes there's people like me and you who really appreciate certain things, appreciate certain things. And, and I've learned that, that like for me, like I'm going to connect this to this weird philosophical thing. But like that's just how I try to live life. Just Just take it slow and appreciate the little things like like. I studied abroad in, in Chile in 2017. Yeah. Oh, that's and so um, yeah, it was, it was a really dope experience. And we got to, you know, work with this vineyard as like our business client and, um, and go to a brewery. And it was just like, wow, like we're really like in this country in Chile and we're here at this, this vineyard, you know, we couldn't drink because it was on school dollars, but whatever. <laughs> but it was like, wow, what an experience, you know? Um, it was just amazing. And, and like, it's the, that, that's like me with coffee. Like, wow, let me just, let me just appreciate this. Like people ever thought that this is uh, a crop that takes half a year to a year to produce. So I'm talking about, there's a family somewhere in the world that works an entire year to produce this one cup of coffee for you. Right. And, and this is a harvest of that hard work. And then that, then it gets processed and, and harvested and then after that, it has to travel. So then it goes into a truck, to a processing facility. Then they pack it up. Then it goes into another truck. And then the truck brings it to the port. Then it goes into a big boat. Then it gets off that boat into one truck. Then it goes into a warehouse. Then it goes into another truck. And then, you know, it's like this crazy journey for you to get this one cup of coffee. And it's like, just appreciate the notes, the, the, the hard work, you know, the little things. And that's the, even me with cheese. Like, sometimes I just look up cheese. You know what I mean? Like, how do you make? how do you make cheese and like if you really look at how they make cheese it's like wow wow the process is insane so it's all about appreciating the little things you know and uh, i'm glad you mentioned the culture piece because you know something big about me when i post on instagram is like i post the greek all the time the italian mocha pot and i'm like the mocha powder this is how you brew it and sometimes people are like oh but that's such an old coffee maker from 1930 something that you should use something newer like the specialty models they have now to, to brew the specialty coffee. And I'm like, no, this is culture for me. This is culture. This is what I grew up with. Like my grandfather used this. My mama used this. Like I, this is a culture statement for me. And when I show people that I brew coffee in this, this old ass coffee maker, I'm proud of that. You know what I mean? Like this is it right here. And I appreciate this. It's a part of my culture. It's embedded in my life and I'm going to keep it here. You know? Um, so it's the, those little things, you know, those little things. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like things that you really kind of can take for granted. And yeah, like you forget that there is even a ritual, like you said, around the brewing of it, which I think a lot of people, myself included, like overlook. And I can say that I never thought past like going to the supermarket and getting the coffee. Like I never actually thought like what farm, who is actually responsible for, for growing this and, and getting it here. And I just always assume that it's like this, you know, like these really big like companies that are in charge of it, but I don't even, I never like really took the time to think about the actual farmers, like who are doing this work, but like, but whose hard work goes into that cup of coffee that like that cup of coffee that I get to enjoy. So like, that's actually like a really good thing to be mindful of now. Like, you know, when just thinking about like, Oh, I get to enjoy this because, you know, someone kind of grew this hopefully with love, but usually probably for like survival, but (laughs) I mean, it's like, don't take it for granted. I actually, that's actually really, I remember remember when I started researching coffee, I read this random article and uh, I, I still haven't confirmed how true it was, but it said that, by the time you get your cup of coffee at a coffee shop, just about 15 different people have profited or worked that cup. Wow. From the farmer to the importer, to the mill, to the exportation, to the warehousing, to the transportation, to the roaster, to the cafe, like it's insane. So 15 hands, 
before you get a cup of coffee. 15 people worked and labored that cup of coffee before you got it at your coffee shop. Wow. That was insane. I haven't fact it, fact checked it yet, um, but you know, for for us, it's a little bit less because we source directly from the farmers. So, like, we source directly from the farmers in Colombia. So they send it here, and we cut a few people out of the pie because of that, which allows us to pay them more. At the same time, you know, it's another thing. You know, most coffee farmers and producers earn the least out of everybody. Um, they, you know, they just don't make that much money, but the idea of this new thing called direct trade is to actually source directly from them. If you're able to import it here yourself, or if they're able to, and just be more transparent about the process and you're able to pay them more because, you know, the, the, the more hands you cut out, the more you can actually save and you can save each other more. And then you can both earn more, um, cause you pay the farmer more. And uh, there's more transparency, you know what I mean? It's just a richer, organic, natural product. I mean, not always organic, but it's a more richer experience. It's very transparent. You know, transparency nowadays, it's, can't really buy transparency. It's just yeah. thing you, you, you go, that, that comes with you. You know what I mean? I think when you apply good human ethics and, and, and good human values um, into a company and, and grow with it, then you have a great company. But when you lose the, the humanity aspect, that's when, you know, it gets complicated and people get canceled. <laughs> oh, no, not canceled. Um, but since you already started speaking about this a little bit, like, um, why are you all like, committed to working with smaller farms in places like DR and Haiti and Brazil? And like, why is that a part of your company? Honestly, uh, based on based on the research I've done, I, I've realized that, you know, farmers earn the least. And for me, you know, when I was like, for example, when I was on the Telemundo interview, um, the reporter asked me, you know, what would, what do you think, what would you tell your grandfather right now? Uh, or how do you feel about your grandfather? And I was like, you know, I thank him for, for starting off the battle, you know what I mean? And, and doing something for our family because I'm here, you know what I mean? He did something for me to be here. He was a part of the process, even genetically. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things where he started the process. And uh, I, I told him, I was like, listen, I'm picking up where he left off. I am a re- reincarnation of him. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I think I, 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 don't, I, I, didn't, I don't remember. He passed when I was two. But I don't remember him telling me what his experience was like or, or what he lived and, and what he saw, what he heard, the harsh, hard hardships he had. I, I don't know what that's like, but it's pretty common for most farmers. No matter what you produce, it's pretty, pretty the same thing, pretty much the same thing across the board if you're a struggling farmer. And um, I, I thought about it. I was like, man, my, my family worked so hard. I've been on the field before. Like I've worked an agriculture field and made $10 a day for like seven, eight hours, 10 hours. Like I've made like a dollar an hour. Like I've done that before in Dominican Republic. And just, just the idea of you sourcing something from somebody direct and, and just being super transparent about it it's just beautiful you know what i mean like it's like how how would i put it it's like going to the grocery store and just and just knowing the the people and oh we get this avocado from this farm in the dominican republic and and it's the castillo family and they've been doing this for it's just it's just so transparent like where does this come from we have no idea like we, we don't know do you know this is organic we really don't know like we don't know anything like you you could be eating i don't know what right now <laughs> <laughs> like that's scary like yeah. like it really think about it like how, how how do we how do we trace back what we consume we we really can't it's very tough to trace back what we consume um so working with smaller farmers allows us you know to have more traceability allows us to build you know what i mean like i, I grew up in the bronx you know i grew up in this very small community very impoverished and um I'm I'm just that guy who just believes in small, local, helping each other out. You know, we unite, we all win, and uh, you know, you put a bunch of little people together, and you and you you become big. You know, you um, big, one yeah. right, one hand washes the other. Yeah, yeah, I love that, and I feel like that is what drew me to like Don Carvajal Cafe in the first place because I came across um, I came across you on like Twitter, and you were like hashtag Coffee Bay on like. <laughs> like this Twitter thread and Mm -hmm. I was like wait wait who is this and then but like 
I went to the website and I started reading because I obviously like like I mentioned, like I drink coffee every day. It's like part of a ritual for me. But like I never really thought about where I was getting my coffee from. But then to see like, oh, wow, like there's this Afro Latino man like in the Bronx who's from New York, like I am, who's like, like you said, like working with smaller farms, like working with like on sustainability and like just like has like this prince, these principles as a part of like you know, your mission and what you do, but also has like good, affordable coffee. I was like, holy shit. Like, yo, I have to support this. I was like, this is so (laughs) cool. And it's also something I've never seen anyone like my generation do, like, which is also like super fucking cool. So like, that's incredible that you were like in touch with these smaller farms and actually like able to give back to these communities, like even internationally is incredible. And I mean, I feel like it's something that Everyone should support. So like everyone should go and buy coffee. <laughs> and like, um, as well as working with the smaller farms, like you guys also have this thing about like sustainability as being one of like the core, I would say principles. And like, why is that? Because like, from my thinking, I don't know really anything about the industry, but I was like, it must be like extra that you have to do in order to ensure that things are sustainable or like, you know, like there are corners that you probably could have cut that maybe would have like saved you money. But like you, you said, no, like we're going to do this like this way for like the environment or for sustainable agriculture. Like, why was that? Very good question. I think that somebody has to start the movement and clearly I was the one who started it, but I'm just keeping it going. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where, at least for me, for my company, we started our own movement in terms of being a sustainable coffee company. Now, what does a sustainable coffee company mean? For every company is different. Some people will say they're sustainable and not the one inch of sustainability. <laughs> um, it, that's just the world we're living in. Um, for us, it it, it it means different things. We get, you know, we get coffee in these brown burlap sacks, you know, and stuff like that. And Instead of throwing those out, we turn those into like tote bags and pillows and people can reuse them to go grocery shopping or, you know, use it as backyard decor instead of creating more trash and sending all those sacks to landfills. So it's like, how do we repurpose this instead of just trashing it? Right. Other than that, we make cold brew. We make hot coffee all the time. And my thing is like, okay, cool. There's this. There's that. We're just going to throw out pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of ground coffee into the trash and create more, even more landfill, maybe not ideal, right? Um, yeah, not ideal. So we, 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 we collect all of it. We collect all of that and um, we send it over to like local gardens. So local gardens in the Bronx will bring 50 pounds of ground used coffee and just use it as compost where they use that for like vegetables that are grown in the Bronx at a local community garden. And um, they also take the burlap sacks for a little with, with, uh, with dirt, and they grow potatoes and sweet potatoes out of there. You know what I mean? It's like a super beautiful way to repurpose these sacks. Um, we also use uh, boxes made from post-consumer materials, you know, boxes that were recycled and, 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 and repurposed into newer boxes. You know what I mean? So we're not using the raw material. We're just using repurposed material. We're not taking more from the earth. We're just using what was already taken from it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the little things that we've done, you know what I mean? But there's, there's so many more things I would say that we do that I, I haven't really like written down. Cause like, my thing is, it's all about like, you know, let's just, let's just be good people. Like, like we shouldn't have to brag about how sustainable we are. Like, I don't think that's my mission to be the most sustainable coffee company and use that to market to you. So you can buy my coffee. Like, no, you know, have I seen other companies copy my style of running a, a company and use the same marketing that we use? Yes. Was I mad a little bit? Was I happy at the same time? Yeah, I was actually happy at some point. I sat back and I said, wow, they copied our, our design. They copied our, our marketing tactic for this. Um, but you know what? That's another company being more eco-friendly. Like we, we initiated that initiative and now they're doing it. And that's the, that's the piece where I think a lot of companies forget. Like don't, What's the point of being the only sustainable company if every other company is not? Then we're not doing any good to the world as a whole. We should just put each other on. And I think it's very hard to do that in a capitalist society and mentality. Because it's like, let me let me get all the all the gems. Let me let me let me do my own thing. You know what I mean? Um, 
but that's what I mean by being sustainable um, in different ways and, and, and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, but no, but I think that's great. And I don't think it's bragging. And like, I think it's admirable. And I also feel like if you're someone who is, you know, concerned about the earth, concerned about the environment, concerned about like how much you are consuming, then like, this is like something you would want to know about. Right. Cause like you would want to support a company and a business like yours. And like, I, I love that. Like every time I, I get the cake cups and then I just look at, like, I feel, I feel better about like myself. Like, I'm like, Oh, good for you. Like <laughs> you're, <Yeah. laughs> you're using something that's been like recycled or, or whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, th- I am doing that. And it's like, yeah. it's like my, my own small little thing. I don't know that I've actually done anything, yeah. but like <laughs> you have. <laughs> but, it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's, it's just, once you start it, you know, it might not seem like the greatest of things, like, you know, recycling and taking your time to sort these things out and whatnot. Um, but, but, you know, it, in the bigger picture, the idea is that we all do it and that's what creates the impact. So people tell me like, oh, you know, I don't think if I recycle, I'm going to make a difference in the world. But it's like, if we all recycle, we will all make a difference in the world. Now we're talking. It's not about one person. It's about all of us doing it. That's how we create impact. And how do we get there? We all got to start one by one. So yeah, yeah, you got to start. It, with start yourself. it literally starts with you, um, and it's one of those <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally starts with you. <laughs> yeah, like literally, it literally starts with you. So yeah. Um. Okay. So another thing I wanted to ask you, and you kind of mentioned this like at the top of the show, and you mentioned the word gatekeeping, and you mentioned like this. Mm-hmm. Um, the coffee industry has been like gatekept. And I wanted to ask like a little bit about like your experience as just like a young person, like an Afro-Latino, like, you know, who's from the South Bronx, like (laughs) in an industry with so much gatekeeping, like, have you come across that? Like people maybe not taking you seriously or like, or even just breaking into it? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, I've definitely had people, you know, number one, not believe in the product to, you know, not understand it. Three, like, who is this kid? You're mad young. You have no experience. Uh, you know, and uh, it is what it is. But I, I've, you know, the older I get, the more I learn. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where I just sometimes I felt like in the beginning to some people, it just wasn't the right time. Maybe just they want somebody who's experienced and who's been doing this for a while. Cool. I get it because now I'm at a point where I'm more experienced and more of this and people prefer me rather than a lot of new people. Some people prefer me than somebody who's new new because I have a certain amount of experience and you can't buy that. You can only live that and experience it yourself. Um, And uh, yeah, there's a lot of gatekeeping because, uh, you know, many industries, many businesses, you know, they have big players in it and the big players keep all the good information, all the research. They'll do research that's very good for all of us, but they'll just keep it. You know, um, how do we how do we how do we pasteurize cold brew and, and get it out there and scale it and, and produce it for more people? I don't know. <laughs> I know how, but it's not feasible. It's we we can't afford it. We don't we don't have the, the money to buy the machinery and all these things. You know what I mean? Uh, so pasteurization is like making your cold brew shelf stable to put it on the supermarket shelf. So every every product you see at a supermarket shelf, beverage wise or like like salsa, you know, like sauces and stuff like they're all pasteurized. That that that's what makes them shelf stable to sit there. It's not like you made a, a, a it's not like a homemade sauce and you just put it there and it's gonna just rock out. It doesn't work like that. It's a whole nother process behind it. It's only little things, you know what I mean, that that uh hold you back. So sometimes you you just wanna know certain things. And in the industry, you know, people they charge you for it. And I, I respect it, you know, because there's like consulting and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you're a kid from the Bronx <laughs> who already comes from poverty, you don't have thousands of dollars to, to pay somebody to teach you something because you just don't got that kind of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's very hard for people to understand, like a kid from the Bronx trying to get into the industry um, because we don't have money to pay for these things, you know, and, and that's just the world we're living in. But, you know, it's, it's, it's gay kept, you know, to a certain extent, you know, the older I, I get, it's like. I understand a few things more, you know, it's like when your parents tell you one day you understand, you know what I mean? So that's kind of, it's interesting with the industry because that's how it works. I'm always learning more and I respect people more and more as time goes on and what they do. Um, But it's one of those things where I've always been the type of kid to be like, listen, 
if you want to do something, figure it out. You do it yourself. You know, I, I, I get on Instagram sometimes and I'm like, yo, I am that guy. Okay. Like I am the man, like I am doing this on my own. Like I am a lone wolf. Like, you know, when you brought up the self-made thing, like, of course I have a team that helps me. Like my team helps me get things done every week, you know? Um, but in terms of running the show and, and doing this, like I did this by myself for a year and some change, but, but by myself, you know what I mean? Like for a while by myself. And then I got friends to help me and, and, and I hired people, but it was always me by myself. And, and I was like, you know what? You want to do something? You figure it out. You do it. You take initiative. They don't want to teach you. I teach yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, you got to walk in the building, busting doors down. Like, you're a SWAT. You know what I mean? And it's like, you might have it in you or you might not. And it's up to you to decide if you want to take on this road or not. Um, and, uh, yeah. 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 Me, yeah. Me, me just getting super energetic again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is your story. Like, it's understandable that you're energetic about it, but I can only imagine what that must have been like to have so many doors placed in front of you and have to figure out, you know, the, the sort of lock combination and, you know, people just walking by you doing it and you're like, yo, like, you're not gonna like, let me in. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you, you're the door, you're right, like, right, right, right. you're opening the door. You might as well let me in with you. And people being like, nah, figure it out. Like, damn. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like you said, like for people, you know, from inner cities, immigrant families, people of color, black people, Latinos, like Afro-Latinos, like a lot of us have those doors like already there for us and they're, and they're locked and we're not in position to, you know, financially afford, you know, to get into certain spaces or to even have like the mentorship to know uh, what to do, which like sucks. And a lot of us have to just figure it out which like, I think it's incredible that you've done that. And like, you're continuing to do that because it is a process. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing that like in my own way with like Mm -hmm. this podcast and like figuring out like what I want to do career wise. And I mean, fortunately, like we're in an age where like there is access to certain things with like Google and like YouTube. And like, I had to figure out how to edit a podcast and I had to figure out like what mics to buy. And all that was just me going to YouTube. Like, how do I make a podcast? (laughs) But but me feeling driven to want to share my story and to share this experience with people, because I'm like, there's so many experiences and so many perspectives that are so valid and they all deserve to have that moment where like they get highlighted and like, we all can learn something. So like, I think that's incredible that you've done that. And that like you persisted because I probably would have been like, Ooh, no, you're not going to let me in. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I will try that cold brew. I think uh, that craft, that craft beer, I think I can make that shit in my bathtub. Like I've seen people. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, Go with the flow. Go with the flow. If, yeah. if something doesn't right to me, I, nope, not 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 doing it. Not not doing it. <laughs> Just not doing it. So trust your gut. You know, go with the flow. Work hard. Um, I think it's. I think measuring success is easier when you walk in there with what success looks like to you. Mm. Um, and and you know, I tell people like if you if you want to go to a casino and gamble, you need to figure out how much money you want to make. Because if you made the money you want to make and you keep on going, then you might lose it all <laughs> because you got excited, right? Um, and, uh, you know, I, that's my thing. Like, I know when I was successful because I I, I, pre, I walked in there with a pre-formatted idea of what that would look like for me. And once I get that, it's like, okay, got the, got the bare minimum. Cool. If I could get a little more, amazing. But, but I got what I expected to get. Cool. Done. And uh, that's where I think, you know, sometimes we get very ambitious. We, we try to you know, bite a little more than we can chew. Um, and uh, we just got to be re- realistic, you know, to our own realities. That's all. Yeah. Like, you're very grounded. That is so <laughs> yeah. like That's another one. Grounded. Pop, pop, I, pow, ha. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even mean to do that, but shout out to me for that little pun. But um, 
like as I'm like several years older than you and I'm like, wow, like I wish I had this <laughs> sense of groundedness yeah. and being able to trust my intuition at like your age that you seem to have. And I think is, is like incredible. Like, I mean, shout out to you, shout out to your, to your mom. And, like, I think my mom had me when she was 40. So I think given that I grew up with this older lady who has lived so much, I older lady like yes she's just like a g you know like i just call her older lady because i just respect her like that you know what i mean it's just like you know i grew up with these older uh, this older woman who was just like she always knew what she wanted she knew what was right from wrong and she would not second guess herself like you know what i mean my mom had me when she was when she was 40 like literally um so yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. So I'm 24, she's 64, like legit. So, um, <laughs> so growing up with this lady who was just always on top of her things, you know, she had so much experience in life, you know, and just translated, you know, and it's not like she she went to college or anything. She didn't even finish high school, but humans are just beautiful and they learn in their own way. You know, I, I don't think education has a limit to people's abilities. Um, it is a great opportunity to educate yourself and, and add value terms of knowledge but you know there's people like my mom who just didn't even finish high school but they're so resourceful so yeah, yeah. shout out to mama there's definitely there's different types of intelligence shout out to moms. yeah and like you know they they each have a value in and of themselves and it's not all about like academia and school even though like i'm grateful that i had the opportunity to go and i'm but like you said yeah it's not the sort of be all end all like we all learn what we're meant to as we're meant to as we go along. But um, I kind of like you, again, you also kind of mentioned this already, which you're like, you're already like, you're interviewing yourself essentially, which I also appreciate a lot. Cause like, <laughs> I'm just taking in all these little gems and like learning as we're speaking, <laughs> but yeah. you know, you're doing a lot of it for me, which shout out to you. So um, <laughs> I kind of want to ask you like, how do you see Don Carvajal like cafe growing and like, your sort of goals, like now that you've attained a level of success that you initially wanted, I feel like you're not the type of person who's going to stop. Like you're just going to create another level of which like you are going to reach and strive for. Um, so like, what is that? Yeah. What is that for you? Like hashtag facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So for us, uh, our next level right now, I want to open up the first first public roasting room the bronx will ever have so it's a roasting room where you know i want to open it up in hunts point community south bronx and uh, i want to do a roasting room in the back where we roast and process coffee and pack it and we do a, a small cafe out the front and uh i want to do a kickstarter campaign you know where we raised a certain amount of money um through a crowdfunding campaign to to open up the space and that's our next thing you know um i that, that that's that, that's our next thing we want to open up a roasting room for the community for our people you want to learn coffee you want to learn how to roast you want to learn how to brew coffee you want to learn the art of it all you know what i mean come through like the coffee industry is so huge it has so many opportunities yet it is not owned by us it is produced by us it is labored by us it is not owned by us. And it's one of those things where I wish I had many resources when I started. And this is one of those things where I just wish I had, you know what I mean? Um, and I've been fortunate enough to to be working out of a space in Queens called Regalia. And um, it's a collective where small guys like me can go and roast their coffee. And uh, if I was to get my own spot, I would love to keep that same model going to just open the doors for people especially in the bronx we don't have anything like it and if i was to build wealth somewhere i would like to keep it in my community and build in my community um and uh yeah i just i just think we don't see enough of it and uh if i could be a player in the game to elevate my community forward and, and uplift them then uh, so be it i would love to be that guy one way or another and um that's the next spot so that's like my next thing that's my my next big bite that i'm breaking down into smaller bites so yeah i I could talk about five years from now but when people ask me five years i'm like listen covid we don't even know what five years looks like okay and i'll tell you my goal for this year that's like my biggest goal for this year and i am very optimistic that we will get it done so yeah yes yo that sounds so dope and like I mean, I don't know you personally, but just speaking to you and seeing like where you've come in like the two years, like you're, you're going to get it done. 
you're gonna get that's, it done. The, that's the goal. God, <laughs> God, God, I'm not the most religious guy, but God willing, we we will get there. You're gonna get we it done. That's so dope. Fun. A public roasting company. Okay, I'm I'm here for it, and I can see that on like like a Food Network channel. You know, like I can see them coming right. to like view it and take people through the pro. Like yo. Okay, I spoke that here first. Food Network. It, it, it's a it's a movie. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh yeah, that is so dope. And on that note, we're gonna head to our last and final break and we'll be right back with the roundup. All right, and we are back from our last and final break, and it is now time for the roundup. And this is where we wrap up our discussion and share final thoughts. And this will also be the space for listener letters and comments should you all want to write into the show at the brownstone podcast at gmail.com. So, I mean, Hector, thank you, first of all, so much for sharing everything that you shared, like up until this point. And um, I kind of just lastly want to ask you, like, is there any advice, maybe like a tip or two that you would have for like any young people or especially like young people of color looking to start their own business or be entrepreneurs? Yes. Let's just drop some gems. Don't <laughs> give up. Just don't give up. Just don't give up. Just keep on going. Whether whether you're in school, whether you're at work and you want that promotion, you want to start your own business, by the way, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Don't feel like you're living in this world where you have to be an entrepreneur. It is not for everybody. The way the business world is set up, somebody owns the building and somebody else works it. That's it. Like at some point, I was like, wow, like I just probably should, I probably should have to work for somebody. Why? Because it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sleepless nights and nights. Um, so really understand what your sacrifices are and what you want to accomplish. You know what I mean? Um, success is not cheap and it's not like you pay for it, but you sacrifice for it. Um, and uh, yeah, my main thing has been, you know, it's very simple, but my main few things for me is like, go with the flow, just go with the flow. You know what? Like in the morning I wake up and, you know, if my car snowed in like bad and it's going to delay me 30 minutes, you know what? I'm going to be 30 minutes late. I'm sorry. I'll let y'all know. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to be 30 minutes late. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to speed. Nope. I'm, I'm not rushing. I, I'm just going with the flow. I'm sorry. We get one life. You know, other than that, you know, just, you know, work hard, play hard, you know, try your hardest. Don't give up. Like, if somebody doesn't believe in you and your ideas, it's okay. That's that's how life works. You know, I've had people tell me, like, oh, my, my family doesn't see my vision. Um, that's okay. Like, it's your vision. Like, you just said my vision. It's your vision. It's not your family. It's your vision. Like, it's funny because I just got a message from my brother. He's like, well, wow, you're going to get so far in life. Keep on working. Because we have like a WhatsApp family group. And I sent the, the, the Telemundo article. And it's one of those things where that that's like in the beginning, my family did not understand what this coffee company is. All they knew was my grandfather was the face of it. And the name was there, the family name. But now they're like, oh, wow, you're going to be just keep on working hard. Or hey, you're going to be successful. This is great now. In the beginning, it was like, you sure, dude, you want to take a break from school and, and do this coffee company? Like, that's a very risky thing. They didn't see it then. But now they see Telemundo and it's like, oh, Telemundo sees something in you that we didn't see. Got it. You know what wow. I mean? Um, and it's one of those things where um, that's been my main thing. Like, not everybody's going to see your vision and it's okay. You just got to hustle, grind, and, and just keep it pushing. That's, that's it. Just don't give up. I just don't give up. Don't you got this? You got this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just that, that's what I tell myself on rough days. So, yeah, just talk about Yeah, no, I think those are like, thank you for sharing those. Those are incredibly valid, and it, it seems simple, but it's not like because, like, I can imagine how many times you maybe would have, like, you yourself would have been like, yo, I don't know, man, like, maybe this shit isn't for me, but listen, like, listen. <laughs> I literally tell myself, failure is not an option. Figure it out, dude. Mm. Like, figure it out. Like, like I've had months where my expenses, this is maybe too much information, but I've had months <laughs> where my expenses, my expenses were like 10,000. And I'm like, okay, we sold five. How are we supposed to figure out the next five? And I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out, dude. Go do some sales, go do some marketing. And I figured it out. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where like, it, it might be tough. It's 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 weird, especially now with COVID, weird politics, weird economics. 
Um, but just don't give up. Figure it out. Figure it out. That's it. Yeah. All right, y'all. You heard it from Mr. Telemundo himself. Don't give up. Uh, <laughs> come on now. But yeah, that, that, that's what it is. We ain't giving up. We're just going to keep it pushing. Like you said, it's your vision. If you see it, if you feel it, if you embody it, then that's what matters is that you that's can it. see it, that's you it. know, and everyone else will see it later when whatever, but that's not for you to deal with. But, um, that's all right. So anything, any last final words you want to share, anything you want to promote or tell us about before we officially close the show? Absolutely. So if y'all homies want to check out the coffee company, read more, understand it, um, stay up to date with the crowdfunding campaign we're going to do for the roasting space and the cafe. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It is oh, even TikTok. <laughs> it is Don Carvajal Cafe. Um, oh, you excuse will me. Don. Don. I was saying it wrong Carvajal the whole time. Cafe. He didn't nah, 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 you're good. There's Don Carvajal Cafe and then there's Don Carvajal Cafe. I just, uh, I just try to use both both languages that I know, you know, um, and uh, it's one of those things where people actually read the name Don Carvajal Cafe and they're like, yo, where's your cafe? And it's like, oh, we don't have a cafe yet. It, cafe means coffee in Spanish. So it's Don Carvajal Coffee when you really translate it. Um, but um, yeah, Don Carvajal Cafe. We are live. So check us out on social media platforms. Uh, our website is Don Carvajal Cafe dot com. If you want to try some coffee, um, it's not mandatory, of course, but <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for coming in, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I will say it. Try the coffee, y'all. Try the coffee. Support the business. Support the vision. Like, we all have our part to do, but, like, we could all support one another. And, I mean, like I said, I've tried it. I've ordered it several times now, and I think it's delicious. (laughs) That's my unbiased opinion. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And I'll say this much. For us to get this interview going, it was it was tough. We we rescheduled, we we followed up her schedule, my schedule, but we're here. We made it happen. It was meant to happen, and we really hope you guys enjoy the content that was created and brewed in this in this episode right here. Uh... <laughs> boom, 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 bombs, bombs. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you so much for that. Um, But thank you all so much for listening to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. That is the end of today's show. I just want to thank Hector once again for joining me. Like he said, Mercury retrograde and just life and business and stuff was getting in the way, but I'm so glad that we were able to make this happen. Like, I'm so happy to meet you officially, finally. (laughs) You too, you too, you too. In the new world, we call virtual. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And once again, please be sure to take to check out doncarvajalcafe.com.com. See, see, see. That's the 12 years of Spanish I've taken and follow them on social media. And please follow the show and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your pods. And yeah, that will be all. Please stay tuned for next week. I love you all. Bye. Bye, Hector. <laughs>